This is Will. Welcome to the Extra Point Podcast with the College Football Experience. My name is Will. You can see that I have an interesting guest with me, a very familiar guest with me this this at tonight. Um, Gus is out on vacation, um, and so I'm having Cody, the host of the SEC Catch-Up, join me, join me tonight to talk a little ball. Uh, Cody, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I hope you are. I appreciate you bringing me on. Uh, I hate the the great host is gone, but I, I guess I'll deal with you for now. <laughs> yeah, Gus is really doing a good job being the host of this. Um, it's definitely something new for me to be able sure. to host the show tonight. I haven't hosted one since me and you did the Florida breakdown back over the summer. So Yeah, the best uh, video you'll have. So. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, come on, dude. We talked about the Gators. That's why. Exactly. With that being said, talking about the Florida Gators, we did not get a chance to do a show talking about last Saturday's games. Mm -hmm. So we really only want to talk about one game that happened last Saturday night, and that is the Florida-Tennessee game. It did not go the way me and you kind of thought it would go, but it did go the way we wanted to go in our hearts. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, talk about this Florida game. what were some things that maybe happened that um, you were not expecting and maybe some things that happened in the game that you were expecting? Yeah. So um, obviously definitely did not go the way I thought it was going to go. Um, you mentioned, you know, it went the way we wanted it to, but I really didn't see Tennessee being that, you know, pinned up really, man. I, you know, I, I know Florida's defense has been, you know, a big step up this year, um, but they still are, are really young on defense, you know, freshmen all over the field. Um, you know, they've still got guys out. Um, and that Tennessee offense is, you know, we kept thinking, well, they're probably just saving it, you know, saving it for Florida. And Florida came out firing, man. You know, first half, it's 26-7. And, you know, looking back, I'm pretty proud of the guys, man. You know, the run game was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, you know, ETN had a great, you know, great game. I mean, he he had the 62-yard uh, score. He, he played really good. O-line looked good, man. And that was one of the biggest things I was I was worried about in this game. It wasn't um, it wasn't so much about Tennessee as it was, you know, how could we get the run game going? You know, can we control the clock? You know, kind of slow them guys down. And it really seemed like. Billy had a game plan and it worked, you know, and, you know, of course, being a Florida fan, it was amazing. And, you know, to be able to start one and oh in conference is huge. And, you know, on the flip side of the coin, looking at Tennessee, you know, we were kind of uh, critical of Milton in the in offseason and coming up into the season and even a little, um, you know, before. I'm just not sure he's the one, man. I, I, I haven't had a lot of faith in him. I think he's got, you know, a lot of things that you look for in a quarterback, but the problem is, man, they got going way too late. You know, the RPO stuff started working way too late. There was some questionable calls, obviously. I mean, that's, that's in every single game. Um, I'm not really sure why the ref kicks that ball there. You know, I know he's trying to hurry and get out of it. Um, people are wondering, well, it's gotta be fixed because they stopped that play, stop momentum. But you know, because it was a fourth down situation, if you look, the ball moves as far as yardage wise. So I think the ref was making sure, like, 
you know, because every inch matters in, in football, making sure that was set. So, you know, I know a lot of Tennessee fans are kind of looking towards stuff like that. But at that point in time, game was pretty much wrapped up. Um, and not to keep rambling on you, but I think – I think the game plan was good, man. You you, you talk around uh, at, at Florida people and they say Billy and company felt good about this game. You know, I don't know what they saw on film, but the D-line was was great. Cam Jackson was amazing. You know, you mentioned before um, on y'all's podcast how Mertz didn't need to do too much. Don't throw the ball 30 times, and he only threw it 24. So I think he did just enough, and, you know, I know we were both excited about that. Yeah, um, so that game for me, the defense is night and day from last year. I mean, we're getting off the field on third down, which was our weakness. We're getting pressure on the quarterback with just just the defensive line. Like, we're not having to do too much here and there. And the game plan was – the defensive game plan was awesome. Um, we did get beat deep a few times, but that, that's going to happen when they throw the ball deep. 12 times i mean it's going to happen every once in a while so um i will say um the fourth down thing was weird um their offensive lineman accidentally kicked the ball and so he can't grab it and place it back so the referee has to come in there and set the ball where it is so i I thought that was a weird play but i once i kind of figured out the rules i do know that the referee has to come in and set the ball, then the center can touch it. And yeah, yeah there were some missed calls on Florida. I think they missed a uh, a holding call on us one time, but but there was calls on the calls. other side too. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, that, like that, that we had some that pick play match. with the receiver. Yeah, I mean the yeah, pick play yeah. with the receiver when Jackson gets turned around. I mean that's a straight up just you know it. Um, it's one of those games, right? Yeah, yeah. Not just to look too far ahead, but. I loved Billy's press conference talking about Venom and getting getting back focused and getting ready because they didn't handle it well last year. I just want to see us go up to Kentucky and play like we should play and dominate them. I know I don't want to get yeah, too much too. in the Kentucky game, but if we can bring that same intensity again in Lexington, yeah. man, I will be fired up. Yeah, and, um, you know, obviously – like you said, his game plan worked. So hopefully that game plan will keep keep pushing. Yeah. Well, well, that being said, man, let's get into this weekend's games. Um, to kind of, you know, you guys know about the pickums. Um, I think um Nick Burek ended up winning the week um off of a technicality. Uh <laughs> Gus forgot to pick his yeah, um tiebreaker game. Um, <laughs> I wish I had the results for you up, but I don't. Um, but Gus ended up losing off of a tiebreaker. Um, I came in technically third, but second because them two tied for first with 39 points. Um, Cody, I don't know if you want to talk about uh, your weeks or what's going on, man. You, you're uh, Cody's a big uh, sports gambler, and um, he he he's really good at picking spreads. So yeah, the, man, I... the, the winning team has been a little. Dude, I'm trying to get my mindset right. It's just sometimes, dude, I really do like, and it's not an excuse because I'm doing terrible this year either way, but some of the games, man, I see and I'm like, I really truly think this team is going to keep it close. Like, I I feel like they're going to cover. And they'll have like, you know, 
plus 11 or plus 14. And I'm like, well, if they, if they cover then realistically, they probably can win. And then I'm thinking, well, I'm already behind. So I really need to find a game that I can kind of jump somebody on and I overthink stuff on top of like listening to so many podcasts. And, you know, of course I respect y'all's opinions on stuff. And sometimes I get swayed other ways. And I think, there's no way this is going to happen. And then I listen to somebody like you or Gus or, you know, <laughs> McElroy or whoever. And yeah. uh, I think, well, they know more than I do. So surely they know. And you know, I just I overthink stuff way too much, man. But my pickums is I'm doing terrible. I, I don't listen to podcasts about college football. Yeah, I probably I shouldn't, man. I don't at all. I just kind of go based off what I've seen. And it's a week to week thing, and I don't even look at the spread. I don't look at none of that stuff. I just kind of go with my gut, and yeah. uh, it's paying off for me thus far. I'm second overall uh, in the yeah. season, so uh, I'm trying to pick on my gut or my head, yeah. not my heart. You and, know, the first uh, week I did bad, I, I kind of expected because I don't really know what the teams are actually going to look like and stuff like that. Yeah. But the, you know, the second week I was like, man, I am just getting burned over here so i'm about to have the greatest comeback ever or well worst season ever so i hope you can turn it around this week maybe this game that we're about to talk about can help you turn that around the buckeyes open up as a three and a half point favorite over the irish ohio state's traveling to notre dame this saturday um tell me how do you think this game's gonna go and who do you think's gonna win dude Obviously, this is, you know, well, there's a lot of good games. I don't want to say this is the biggest one. I, I do think this is the most interesting one um, because of, you know, playoff uh, contingency and, you know, these two really big programs. And you've got a weird feeling with Ohio State because, you know, they're not like the last few years where they've had a, you know, established quarterback that, you know, they're just ripping and tearing through people. Um, they've got some question marks of their own and it's, you know, it's kind of weird looking, looking at, at that side. And then you, you know, the flip side of the coin is Notre Dame who, you know, typically is, is labeled as overrated, you know, in seasons. And now you have a quarterback that just changes it for them, man. I, you know, me and you are really big Sam Hartman fans. And I think, I mean, in my opinion, there's not many more I'd want more than him. Seriously. Um, and looking at the game, these two haven't played a lot. I think they've only played like seven times in, in history. That's crazy. So, yeah, and it's just – it's a really just interesting game, you know. Um, we know what both teams have, man. I think you have a lot of talent in Ohio State. You know, you have some young coaching in Notre Dame, uh, experience at quarterback in one and not the other. Um, but I do lean Ohio State in this game. I know – I know – Notre Dame may be kind of a uh, popular upset pick maybe for this one. And like I said, I really do like Sam Hartman. And I think if they lose the game, it's not because of him. But I think Ohio State's just got too much for them, man. And, you know, watching Notre Dame this year, they, they've kind of coasted for the most part, but they've struggled at times when they shouldn't have. And I think – um, when you look at Ohio State last year, I mean, our last game, Kyle McCord is kind of coming into his own. And, I, you know, I when we were doing the draft, I kind of told you I, I like Kyle McCord. I think once he he really finds himself, he's going to be tough. And you you put all that together with, with that D-line, and then you look at those receivers, man, they're going to be 
really hard matchup. So what what I look for in those two teams, you, you see, you know, obviously coaching, um, you, you look at the quarterbacks, you look at defense, and then, of course, you look Ohio State's at home. So I, I think it's going to be interesting, man. I, I will pick Ohio State in this one, and I'm curious to see what how do you feel about it. Uh, yeah, man, I'm super excited. This is like a really big game for me to see where um, Ohio State's defense is because the biggest thing for everybody has been Ohio State's defense, right? Sure. So, like last year, they were they just got beat up front by Michigan. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's kind of good for Ohio State to get this test early on. Um, I'm actually trying to find it right here. Yeah. There, so, it's Notre Dame's at home. I, I said Ohio State, but yeah. I, I was meaning Notre Dame. Um, yeah, that's yeah, so that's what I was wondering. Um, real, I was making sure it wasn't at the shoe because I was going to yeah. say this seems like the biggest Notre Dame home game in a long time since Georgia yeah. Yeah. maybe came. Um, hopefully, their crowd shows up better than Ohio State's does yeah. because last time they had a big game there, Georgia literally took over their stadium. And it was a sea of red and black in there. And hopefully we don't see a sea of scarlet and gray all over their stadium. Yeah, I think, uh, I think just, Georgia fans probably travel a little better than Ohio State fans, but I may be wrong. This just feels like a different Notre Dame team to me. Mm-hmm. They kind of got some stuff together. And Ohio State hasn't been playing like this past Saturday. They kind of, when they finally gave the keys to Kyle McCord, they kind of got going. They yep. looked better. Um, this Notre Dame team feels different to me. Um, but I think I'm with you. Um, I'm leaning Ohio State, but low on my confidence. Like, I've been swinging them from one to three. Like, just in that range. I'm just not sure that the – I don't really look at it, but them only being a a three-and-a-half-point favorite, I try not to look at that stuff. It just kind of scares me a little bit. Because yeah, uh, Ohio State at, has way more talent than Notre Dame. Yeah. I mean, they should be like – I thought they'd be like a touchdown favorite. But adding Sam Hartman, dude, it has done wonders to Notre Dame's offense. Oh, yeah. And and another thing that's kind of weird to me, and this is kind of what I would look at as well, you know, just from a betting perspective, I've, I've bet a lot of college football. And I'm not saying I, I know everything because I really don't. But when you look at the stats – you know, it's more about just eye tests, right? And you look at the stats and you see Notre Dame leads in the majority of them. I mean, they lead in, in uh, passing. They're almost identical in rushing. Uh, the points allowed are lower. Like, it almost makes you feel like, why aren't, you know, why aren't they, you know, closer? Why why is this spread not realistically more of a, of a pick em? Um, Because you look at the, you know, the last few games, it seems like Notre Dame has been just – straight up dominant and shutting down the other team you look at um ohio states and it feels rocky until last week and it's like it almost feels yeah. like man does vegas know something i don't and that's another thing that really messes with my head when, when we're doing these pickums. but this is a game that obviously you could see going either way but yeah like i said i'm gonna i'm gonna go ohio state and, and try to stick with them guys yeah I, i'm with ohio state too um i just think too much firepower on offense maybe Uh, For me. But with that being said, this next game we're going to talk about, I think both of us will kind of be really interested in it. It's a noon game. 
in Clemson, South Carolina. The FSU, they open up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Surprised this hadn't jumped up to seven, ten, just kind of how Clemson showed up in the first week um, against Duke and how Florida State's been playing. But I think people kind of saw how Florida State played last week against Boston College, and this I think this kind of jumped down just a little bit. Um, they didn't. They they won. They were up kind of big on Boston College, and they just kind of took their their foot off the gas. And Boston College kind of made some plays late, made that game close, recovered an onside kick, scored again. So I wouldn't put too much in stock into that game, FSU fans. Um, if you you really watched it. Um, Clemson, can they get back on track this Saturday, or is this all Knowles, man? And is this is this the Knowles to lose pretty much? Man, I'm excited to talk this one because, one, I had Florida State in my uh, playoffs uh, before. You know, I, I've talked really highly about Florida State – uh, everything that they've brought in has has been dynamic. You know, they beat a really good LSU team. The year has been great for them. I actually had a chance to go to this game and turn it down. I know James uh, is, is going to hate me yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, but with all that said, I still lean Clemson, man. I, I truly do think, and I, I, you know, I think if you look back, even when we were previewing, you know, every single ACC team and looking at this before we knew kind of how these guys were going to look, I think we all expected them to go one and one in the LSU Clemson series, right? You know, I mean, for them to beat that LSU team, great team, you know, it's it, it was wonderful. But when you look back on the history, man, Clemson has just played different against Florida State, and it almost feels like, you know, they know they got their number type deal. Um, of course, they're at home. And this is another thing that the stats kind of look weird, man. You know, you look at their passing, and, and Clemson's 489. Florida State's 466. I mean, they're, they're literally – I don't think – I think if you just told me that, if you just – gave me a blind number, I would assume Florida State was higher because, you know, they do have a good passing attack. Um, you look at the Russian and the uh, the Russians right there too, 216 to 189. It's like somehow, even though we continue to talk bad about Clemson, they find ways to to win and they find yeah. ways to, to get these guys. I mean, they still have talent. Um Club Nick, we we know how good he can be. I mean, has he shown us what we thought he was going to know? So, you know, it's hard to to look at some of these games and go, you know, because position by position, you are you could probably argue Florida State until you get to the defense, and even the defense could be you know one or the other. But FSU's always seem to like, you know, kind of drop that that game, and I'm just going to kind of lean with history here, man. I, I do. Really like Florida State. It wouldn't blow my socks off if they won by no means. Um, but I know Clemson's got a loss, but I'm, I'm riding with Clemson on this one. Yeah, this game kind of scares me a little bit. It's at noon. Um, because right now, if we were if they were playing today, I'd have Florida State. I got them like at four to six in that range. I think a little high. I think like around six. I think I'm at, at six. Um 
I just Florida State talent wise to me on offense is what is the difference maker. And Clemson doesn't have those guys like they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just different this year. They just I, I mean, I'm trying not to make an ex, an assumption from them from week one. I know it's a week to week thing, but man, they just look bad and they I just don't know if they have the offensive power to keep up with Florida State's offense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I know my preseason. Like I, I know my preseason. I thought they would lose this game, but I thought Clemson would be just a little better. And I don't know. I, I kind of agree with you that this is in Clemson. The history kind of says Clemson. It's two and a half points, so there's something up there that Vegas knows that we don't for some reason. Because when you do the eye test, it clearly looks like Florida State's a better team. But, man, you are – I think you're kind of spot on with this. This is a weird game to watch. It's a noon game. This is going to be something that our whole group will pick Florida State. Watch, but like you and somebody else, and y'all will somehow win it. This will be one of those. This is weird, man. I mean, this is – this is easily going to be my one because I, I truly don't feel good about either one of them. But like I said, I, I kind of just lean on, you know, history itself. I mean, they're on a seven-game win streak against Florida State. I know Florida State's looking to break that. I know they have a, you know, Heisman candidate in, in Jordan Travis, and they've got all these pieces. But somehow, some way, it feels like Clemson just always finds a way to nick them, and I, I'm just going to roll with that one. Yeah. Well – I hate I hate to cheer for Florida State, but it looks like I'm <laughs> going to be cheering for them this Saturday. Uh, but with that being said, man, let's get to our next game. All right, a lot of our we got a lot of Auburn fans in the Pick'em group. We actually talked about this game today. Um, Aggies open up as a seven and a half point favorite. I think it's went up to eight and a half as of today. Um, can Jimbo save his job for one more week? Because I think if he loses this one, he will be fired by Sunday. What you think? Boy, I don't know about the firing. Uh, if he loses this one, that's definitely a bad look. And that's not a hate towards Auburn. That's just, you know, you're in year six. You're clearly Auburn. better than Auburn right now. It's- I mean, they are, dude. They, they're The talent is different. The coaching is different. The environment is different i mean when you look at all these things combined man a&m really should should win this game obviously the pressure is on jimbo right i mean it's not on auburn auburn's kind of do they want to win yeah but hey, this is a free but, year for freeze i mean yeah i mean if they lose this game their auburn fans aren't jumping up and down saying freeze ain't the right one now if yeah. a&m loses this game they're jumping up and down saying jimbo's not the right one so Definitely the pressure's on AM. and um, I just got done previewing this game, actually, on, on the catch-up. And I still feel the same way, man. I think this is a bad matchup for Auburn. And I know, you know, previously talking on the, on the other games, I, I kind of lean on stats. And this one, you could argue, hey, well, A&M has, has never beat Auburn when they've come to – you know, to their that house since they've gotten the weird. SEC. Yeah. So that's that that's strange. That's not luck. I mean that I mean that's 
you know, that that's hats off to Auburn. They they beat some really good AM teams, you know, Johnny Football and them boys. Um, but I just think AM has too much on offense. You know, Auburn's missing some guys. Uh injury wise, the defense numbers look great for Auburn. I mean, the numbers are really good in, in certain areas, but they also haven't played the type of, you know, talent that you kind of want to see them. I mean, we're in big boy ball now. This is yeah, first we, SEC we, matchup for them. We need to see more of a sample size of their defense against quality opponent, opponents. I mean, even yeah. like there's some other teams, their defensive stats look really good right now. Well, let's kind of get in the middle of conference play. Then we can start looking at defensive stats. Exactly. How everybody's playing. Yeah, exactly. So that's another thing that I'm kind of, you know, that's that's one thing that I, that I look at. Um, and if you're ever going to test a defense, it's going to be, strep, you know, spread them out, see what they can do. And I, I really truly think that's what Connor Wagman and, and those boys are going to do. They get Evan Stewart back, who I've been high on since he got there. Um, I just don't like the matchup for them, you know, even as good as Auburn's defense has been, you know, statistically, they're still not getting the push that they need. Um, the, the corners have been great. Uh, but when I think of Auburn football and the great players that come through, typically I think of a lot of good D linemen. And yeah. not to say they don't have good D linemen, just saying that they're not getting the push that they, that they truly should. And now you're going against some some really big competition. Now, on the flip side, you look at AM. The D line is straight up nasty, dude. I mean, that D line is really good. I don't care about a loss to Miami. The line is their fault, dude. It wasn't their fault. It was the secondary and the turnovers. (laughs) The the line is really good. I'm telling you. And uh, Shamar Stewart, he's a guy that you know I I joke about because he follows me on Twitter, but he he really is a straight up baller, man. So. With that said, the, the D-line being so good, Auburn leans on the run. I mean, Peyton Thorne's not going out there throwing it 100 times. They, they lean on the run game, and it's going to be a lot tougher this week. And like I said, all the different things that kind of play in together, I just think A&M is a little bit too strong for them, and I just don't like the matchup. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick A&M here, and they may be kind of kind of mid to high. Yeah, I am. I'm going A&M as well, mostly because of the defensive front for A&M. Um, I think they're going to cause some havoc. I think they're going to kind of expose um, Auburn just a little bit. Um, and I just don't think Auburn's just not quite ready for this game. Um, it, I think Auburn's offensive line is better than what they have been. But they're not quite there yet. Hugh Freeze needs to get his guys fully in there. Not sure about Thorne just yet. Haven't really seen him against good competition yet. And he's kind of struggled a little bit last week. His numbers look good because of the end of the game and the second half. But they just started just slow last week against Sanford. So, I think A&M is going to be – just a little too much for them. I think that streak uh, in Texas a and is going to uh, go away. It's going to end this Saturday. I'm glad this is a noon game. I'll get nine points early. Um, <laughs> I'll take <laughs> I'll take an early lead uh, Saturday morning. So, um, yeah, I, I guess I just kind of gave away where I got them. So, I got A&M kind of high 
a little nervous about it, uh, but I'm just kind of yeah. risking it right there. Going ahead and get it out of the way because um, I think some of them are going to pick Auburn just because they're hard. And yeah, um, sure, I, I just can't do it, dude. I just can't pick them. I just don't think they're going to do it. I don't think so either. But you know, this week is going to be really tough. So um, you know, I, I will have them pretty high as well. But of course, if they somehow do pull it off, we're going to look like fools. But so will Jimbo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he will. And I. I <laughs> I'm telling you, y'all watch. If he loses, he might get fired Sunday. Well, that being said, we talked about one of the Alabama teams, and we are literally heading three hours west to the other one, the Crimson Tide. Can they roll again? They are seven-point favorites over Ole Miss. They have named Milrow the starter for this week. A little weird situation last week in South Florida. Um, people think he was suspended. I don't think he was. I think – Nick Saban said, look, dude, we want you to be our guy, but we got to show everybody these other two guys. And I think he was playing mind games to show the boosters, show the fans, everybody, look, our two backups are not very good. Milrow is our guy. Let's get behind him. Let's support him. And let's get to rolling again. So how do you think can the tide bounce back from that awful showing down in South Florida and can they shut down Lane Kiffin's offense? I, I think so, honestly. I know this is not going to be a popular pick, but I do have Bama. Um, I don't feel great about it, only because of one major, uh, I guess, thing to look at, and that's I don't know how much Pete Golden can help Ole Miss, you know, because he does know, you know, that team. He he did practice against them. Um, but I guess you could argue, too, the flip side of that is Saban probably knows his tendencies, so maybe he knows how to kind of attack them because he is a defensive guy. They know kind of how each other think, maybe. Um, like I said, I, I get this is probably not going to be a popular pick, but I do like Bama in this game. I agree with you. Um, I do think Saban sat him. Uh, sat Melrose to let them know kind of, you know, because so many Bama fans are sitting there saying, like, why is this dude still in? And he kind of showed you why, because, you know, he is the best option they have. Um, obviously, he's not a true quarterback, really athletic kid. Uh, I don't know about suspending and all that, but it definitely showed you that he's pretty much the only option they got. Now, mm -hmm. it's not all on him. I mean, you know, the, the O-line is – is not up to par, you know, uh, Bama standard-wise. Um, I know offensively Ole Miss has got a lot going on, man. I mean, Jackson Dart has been, you know, pretty incredible. He's got almost 900 yards for the year. Uh, I think he's only got one interception. But this is another thing that, that I kind of think about when, I, when you watch Ole Miss and Bama. It feels like every single time Lane does something so stupid that not cost them the game, but kind of cost them momentum. And when you're on the road, I think it's really crucial. And when I think about Bama at home, I think, dude, when's the last time they've lost back-to-back? -back? Um, you know, because it's it's been a long time since they were not even in the top ten. But to think, I don't know the last time they, you know, lost back-to-back. -back. I know Saban's going to use this as kind of uh, motivation for those guys and say, look, they, they're dropping us out. They don't believe in you you know, kind of, kind of use that, 
you know, reverse psychology type deal. But let's not ignore the fact that Ole Miss still doesn't have a good defense. Bama still has yeah. a lot of talent around. They're atrocious, dude. They're terrible. And here's the deal. I think Bama's offensive line is going to dominate this Saturday, but don't put too much stock into it. But it's just because Ole Miss's defense is so bad. They can't tackle. They can't cover. So, Milrow might look awesome. Their yeah. O-line might look incredible. But it's just yeah. because Ole Miss's defense is so bad. I mean, they look terrible against Tulane. They look terrible against Georgia Tech. So, yeah. I, I got Bama in the mid – five to seven somewhere around in there mm-hmm. um i think bama's gonna get back on track but don't put too much stock into it just because of how bad old miss's defense is um i think yeah. alabama's defense their corners their secondary can keep up with old miss's secondary so i don't think old miss will have a super fantastic day on offense but i still think they'll they'll score some points yeah um, it's it shocks me because I figured like I was maybe one of the few that were thinking thinking Bama, but I think we're on the same page. It, it's important to remember that even though Bama lost that Texas game, it wasn't because the defense was was piss poor. Like the the yeah. corners got beat, yeah, but Texas has a, a, an extreme amount of talent, and that defense, you know, for the most part, did their job. You know, so it, it was more kind of Milrow killing them than than the defense. I think. And you know, I still trust that defense. Offensive. I think it was just more the fronts just didn't play well. I mean, no. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the two time. interceptions killed. The two interceptions yeah. killed him, man. Because like it feels like every single time they were about <laughs> yeah. to get it back in it, you know, he he either threw a pick or took a sack or it was just like yeah. in my mind. Yeah, the defense gave up more points than they scored, but realistically, I think the defense did a pretty good job. So I'm gonna lean. Yeah, on I thought they played well against Texas too. I mean, they um, they didn't. I mean, they didn't. You got Texas got two explosives, uh, which is bound to happen with them. But you know, the offense has got to answer sometimes, and he would throw picks. He threw. He did throw those two picks in probably the worst time of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. It did kind of cause him some momentum, and then it was just kind of like, good God, dude, we can't get going. Every time yeah. we do, he we make a mistake. He gets sacked or throws a pick yeah. or something crazy happens. So I definitely think the Tide are going to get going. I'm not going to put too much stock into them. If they do, like, blow them out maybe, or if they win oh, by yeah. three scores. I just I just don't believe in Ole Miss's defense whatsoever, dude. They're terrible. I mean, Pete Golden left for a reason, dude. I'm not, I'm not hating on them. You know, Ole Miss is is doing way better than the Gators. I get it. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not bashing them by any means, but you know, they're they're definitely not a team that you just look at and say if they need a stop, they can get one type deal. So it's kind of yeah. why I lean that way. Uh, I think we could beat Ole Miss, but um, that being said. <laughs> What are some other games that maybe are on the pickums, maybe they're not, that you're looking forward to this this Saturday? Uh, I've got a couple of them actually. Um, one of them, I'll give you one that's on and one that's off. So, okay, one that's on will absolutely be my ten. I probably would be willing to bet it's more, you know, most of our tens. But I still want to talk about the game. So, the Oregon and, and Colorado game, we we see. Colorado all over the place week after week. 
And of course, now it's a ranked matchup. You know, I think we kind of <laughs> in the group we had a you know disagreement of should it be on or should it not. Because I think we all realize that this is about to be an absolute beatdown. Like, Bo Nix is about to have himself a day. I think Oregon handles this game very easily. And the reason I want to talk about it is because, one, I'm ready to see it. And that's not, you know, a hater. I just, I'm ready to see the Colorado talk kind of slow down. Um, but Country's two, ready to see it. Yeah, but two, I'm really kind of aggravated because – the first big week they have, Travis Hunter is magically not playing. So I think that's kind of fishy. Now, was the hit bad? Of course. I just don't truly believe he's out of the game type. Um, maybe he is. I don't know. But I will say this. I'm really hoping that my buddy Bo Nix will have himself a day and we can finally pump the brakes on this Colorado talk. Yeah, dude, I'm excited about that game as well. Um, Oregon opens up like at a 20-point favorite. Um, I do expect Oregon to take care of business. This will be the best defense that Colorado, you know, has played thus far. It might be the best defense they play all season, especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to the Pac-12. I think Oregon's going to put it on them, man. I do think they're going to be able to move the ball some. They are going to score some points, but you're losing your best player to this this game um he i mean whether you like him or not he's really good he makes plays on both sides of the ball um Mm -hmm. but dude i I just think oregon's gonna have too much bonix is gonna have a fantastic day and a game i'm looking forward to this one is actually my 10 and it's the whiteout at penn state against iowa Uh, really that's the game yeah it's my 10 uh, sticking with my Penn State guns in the playoff. <laughs> uh, even though I got Iowa going to the Big Ten championship game as well. Um, still got Penn State winning this. Yeah, I got Penn State winning this game big. Um, ah, the atmosphere is going to be crazy. Um, yeah. The whiteout's going to work. It always does, but for the most part. Um, but that is my 10, Penn State versus Iowa. What other game are you excited to see? Uh, the other one that I was kind of interested in is, of course, I'm an SEC guy. I like um, I like the Mississippi State and South Carolina matchup. You know, um, South Carolina kind of having a rough year, um, but this one's kind of hard for me to pick, man. If I, you know, it's in it's in my other pickums, um, and I kind of went back and forth, and I I was curious to get your thoughts because, you know, watching South Carolina and Georgia, man, South Carolina didn't have a a prayer. I, I, you know, it started off, you know, everybody's thinking, Oh, well, they're actually going to dude. Once Georgia started actually sending, you know, an extra guy, they were absolutely shutting them down because Rattler was running for his life the entire time. And it, it's not like, you know, it, it's just weird to me, man, because South Carolina, we said it all year, or I've said it all year, at least, the O-line is terrible, man. It is awful. Yeah, they, but Rattler's actually pretty good. So it's like, you know, he, he does enough to kind of keep him in the game, especially for the you know, other teams outside of Georgia. Georgia's tough to hang around anyways. But, you know, I mean, they're still passing for like 360 a, a game. And, you know, defense isn't terrible. It's It just kind of sucks that their line is so bad because I think they would, you know, give a few more of these teams 
some games, but you know, you look at Mississippi State and how you know they looked against uh, LSU, got completely shattered. It's two teams that are really trying to trying to get back on track, so it, it's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, um, South Carolina, Missouri. You know, Missouri's coming off a really big win against Kansas State. I felt like Kansas State was just going to somehow make a play and win that game. I was just waiting for it, waiting for it, and it just never happened. And finally, Missouri made a play, and then they kicked the the game, the game winner. I mean, huge field goal. Um, Dude, that that was a weird game. We should have saw it, man. With with that spread, that's just one of those things. And that's what I told Gus. I told Gus, I was like, Bro, I said Missouri? it on this podcast. I had Missouri. I had Missouri. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to change this one, I think. I know, dude. I told Gus the same thing because I was like, Kansas State has beat the crap out of them the last two times. Why is it so close? And I talked myself into picking Kansas State, and I am so pissed I did because I'm like, I knew Missouri was going to beat I let, them. I let a week, the previous week against Middle Tennessee – contradict my pick and i said yeah dude they struggled against middle tennessee they're going to definitely <laughs> lose to missouri i mean to kansas state and because yeah. like i just off the bat i picked missouri without even thinking just said yeah. missouri sometimes home, i wonder if that's at, just better just go through noon, and, yeah yeah i said missouri at noon this is gonna be a weird game oh yeah. man i'm going missouri and then i went and looked at their score and i let Kind of Gus talked me into it a little bit. <laughs> Dang it, Gus. I know, dude. I would have won the week easily. Dude, he's got to be so ticked like to lose off of yeah. <laughs> the well, Dude, I was looking on. at it. I was going to be tied with him if Arkansas would have won. Mm. So, like, That's another game that I definitely thought. I mean, I, I felt good about Arkansas. I, I don't know kind of why they fell apart, but I did – that's not one that I kind of went back and forth on. I, I truly thought Arkansas would would handle them, and they. Oh uh, yeah, I didn't even question didn't that good. one. Uh, it was that game, I think, that if Arkansas would have won, me and Gus would have tied instead of me, Gus, instead of Nick and Gus, and yeah. I would have won then with yeah. uh <laughs> with that uh tiebreaker stuff, but um. A game that's not in the pickums that I'm looking forward to just because we play them the next week is Kentucky Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Just kind of want to see how Vandy plays with Kentucky and just see how Kentucky looks. I mean, they haven't really played anybody either. Mm-hmm. A little easy non-con for them. Um, <laughs> but they've struggled a little bit. When I look at their scores, I'm like, why are they 7-7 seven to seven still going into halftime or – what is they going on? They just don't change, there? dude. They don't change. I feel like every game I watch Kentucky's like that. And yeah, but see, they're going to look terrible against Vanderbilt, but look awesome against Florida somehow. It, it just happens, you know. You know. Well, uh, it's also at twelve o'clock at Vandy, and that weird stuff happens up there at twelve. So, yeah, um, it does. So that's another one too, though. The stats kind of kind of line up, which Vandy does have a, another. Um, they do have another game because they've played four. Um, but their their stats are almost identical to Kentucky's. Um, I think it's uh, 290. Um, both of them have like 290 passing. Uh, Kentucky has 285. And then Russian, they're like 115 and 111. They're really close. Um, yeah. But the way the year has gone, you would think that 
it, it wouldn't be. Um, but that's definitely an interesting matchup to see. I was kind of wrong about Devin Leary, man. He's just not uh, – he he's not terrible by no means. He's just – I was really expecting more. Um, he's what, got 900 dude, yards, but he's thrown Do not speak pick. too soon. True. Until after next Saturday. Okay? Yeah, true. <laughs> we can talk about them all we want after next Saturday if the exactly. Gators come out on top because I yeah, never exactly. thought I'd see the day, but they got a two-game win streak on us, man. I, uh, I'm i looking forward to that game, though. Like, as soon as the Tennessee game was over, I instantly went to Kentucky and said, we got to be ready for this game. Well, like, they like need to bring that same type of mentality to that game. Like, yeah. don't, you can't lose to this these types of teams anymore. You can't do it. You can't. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like we talked to, like, not having to play them at night is going to be crucial. Um, and then I, I trust our defense a lot more now than than I did last year. Uh, Austin Armstrong's been been very crucial for them. Um, we're not missing as many tackles. It seems like, you know, we kind of know where to, to line up and what we're doing. And then, of course, the D-line just looks way better. So that's going to be a, a really good matchup uh, that I'm sure we'll both talk about. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate talking ball with you. I'm glad you could come on tonight and uh Heck yeah. you know help me help me out and replace Gus. Tell a little bit about what you're doing, uh, about where people can find you at and where they can go listen to you. Yeah, man. So I'm on uh YouTube mostly, uh at the SEC catch up. I do, you know, kind of a similar talk. Um I'm just I I cover SEC teams, um, teams that we talk about around here. So you know, we got a Facebook page, a Twitter, a TikTok, all that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like, you know, much like y'all, I wish I could do mine more, you know. Um, at life is so busy, man. But y'all do a great job. I try to mention y'all. Um, it, it's it's always fun to talk college football, and especially guys like us who, you know, have been around the game for a long time, watched a lot of stuff. Um, my channel just kind of – it's really laid back, you know, get – uh, different points of view from different people and uh, you know anytime y'all want to jump on let me know and the same goes reverse if you ever need me i'm here man yeah we appreciate it um uh, maybe i'll be talking to you next week uh, maybe you'll win the week and you can join us next week we always try to have the winner on every week um we have been declined the past two weeks very unfortunate they're scared, um, man. They they saw Logan go, and they're like, they <laughs> "Well, Logan won two weeks ago, but it was his dad's birthday last." Oh, Thursday, true. He did the climb. So, yeah, yeah. He, so I like, get it. Yeah. He wanted to go hang out with his dad. I get it. Uh, but hey, please go follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Um, go listen to us on. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. You can listen to us on Spotify. And if you want to watch us on YouTube, you can. And also go check out the SEC Catch-Up with Cody. You can see him on TikTok, Facebook, and also YouTube. So appreciate you guys. Um, and we will see you guys next week when we pre when we um, go over what happened this week in week four. So appreciate it, guys. See you all later.